Unfortunately, for whatever reason, but the, the episode would not upload to, to the website that allows me to post the podcast uh, on, on Spotify. So we're not able to get that going. And then last week, my Wi-Fi was spotty, so I did not record the recap or Northwest Missouri. But to just go ahead and really sum those up, the defense was great in those games. The offense was not. But I'm happy to report not only are we back, but we are back following a dominating win. Uh, UCO defeated Lynch 16-28 inside of Marlins Stadium. Uh, it, 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 again, it should be no real surprise here. Uh, Lincoln, uh, one of the worst teams in the conference. They, 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 they did show some fight. Uh, but, uh, but again, uh, it was good to see UCO come out with done performance. Uh, especially in areas of the offensive line and the pass game, that has really been a problem so far uh, this, uh, the, uh, this this season here. And I was also able to catch uh, catch up with head coach Nick Bobek following the game. So we will have some uh, comments from him in this episode. If you're listening on the website, the full post interview is listed below. We'll go ahead and dive in here, though, on the recap part. This is uh, this be very straightforward and quick. It was it was dominant uh, offensive line. Uh, it, probably probably the best game, the best game all season, especially the best game the past couple of weeks. So I want to give credit there to offensive line coach Carson Green there because the unit uh, has really been a sore spot. Early in this in the in the season, I know they have uh, put in some different lineups and such, and uh, it did work today. We will see if that works next week, next Thursday, if they will go on the road take on arrival Northeastern State. Who as we will re- recap is an improved ball club. If you recall, uh, two thousand nineteen. I said this a lot about Missouri Seven. I'm saying it now against about Northeastern State. They are in a, a improved ball club, as you will see. We will compare some numbers uh, when we get into the preview. Uh, defensively in this in this, in this game, uh, I was really pleased again with defensive front. Uh, there, 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 was, there was no Michael Slater. He had an ankle injury. He hurt, hurt the ankle uh, against Northwestern Missouri. It was unfortunate because we know Michael Slater. Probably the best driver so far on the young season, absolute beast, uh, borderline, uh, un- un- unblockable there. They started 
Cheshire saw the AM Kingsville transfer and then Zane Adams, the freshman out of high school, uh, got the start there on the defensive line. Uh, but I was really impressed with the, with the play of Hunter Largen in in the, in, the, in this game. You'll see when we break down the uh, numbers there. But overall, again, I was pleased with defensive front uh, linebackers, especially two freshmen, Eliza uh, Wright out of Vaughn. Really coming on strong here. Uh, he had he had a, he had a sack last week against Northwest Missouri. Uh, again, had another really solid about the solid solid game. Vicious Harris. Fun around the around the other field. My main concern with this defense, okay, we're now five games into the season. Okay, is the secondary, and more more specifically, it is it is it's the corners because the city duo of Marshall Washington and Dylan Dylan Buckheit to me is solid. Uh, Dylan Buckheit is becoming one of the one of the better safeties in the whole conference there, but the quarterbacks. Uh, it is, we're not going to go ahead and mince words here. Three of the four touchdowns allowed were pretty much deep balls with secondary got burned. Okay, uh, not, not, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna hold it. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was bad. It was, it was, it was bad. A lot of DBs played. But it is is not promising there from the corner standpoint. That's something that we have to improve on uh, moving forward because we can't always count on defensive line. You know, every every pass attempt to get that pass for us. Now more times than not this year, that has happened. And I do appreciate that because we got to think about nine sacks so far in five games. We recall uh, a fifteen and a half of two thousand and nineteen. So. While the pressure is there, it, it, it still would like to be able to, 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 to cover somebody, and that is not happening. It, it, it's particularly scary at this point in the season that we're still talking about that that still has not got settled yet. And a lot of guys play, and I honestly can't tell you if anyone has really stepped out uh, in 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 got a stranglehold on a job because it, it's just it's just it's not good right now and, and, and so I hope that's something that get that we can get your fix moving forward because Thursday as we will see Northeastern State has has a very good uh, wide receiver by the name of Mark Whelan at high school who I'm really mighty afraid of. Uh, in this in this ball game here, if we don't tighten that up, but get to the re- into the recap. Uh, UCO won the won, won the coin toss. They would defer. They forced a three a three and out on the ensuing punt. Uh, the the the, the punter will drop the punt. Use tackled at his own ten. Uh, two plays later, Stephon Brown will punch in on a two yard touchdown run. Take a 7-0 lead, 13-30 to go in the quarter. Now, it must be noted, Keats was officially the starting quarterback, but because uh, that the, because the ball was recovered inside 10, uh, they opted to put us to fall Brown. It seems to me now, moving forward, we might have a little bit of what we had prior with Chen Garrett was the running quarterback, and Keats and or Will Collins was the passing quarterback. It, it appears that, that this is where this is headed, and I'm not against that because as good as Chandler was, you recall, and he did a school record rushing on in the game by a quarterback with the 250 against, against Missouri Southern. Well, Stephon Brown is the better runner, and as we will see here, it definitely shows. So I'm not opposed to that. Uh, so, that just, so, 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 so just do that. Keith Calhoun was officially starting quarterback. In the game with Stephon Brown, they take the first snaps. Uh, then you see we get another quick three, three and out. They will score on the next drive. One yard run on ten play drive. One yard run by Stephon Brown. Put 14-0 lead. 7-0-2 in the first quarter. Now this is where the first of the, of a couple of deep touchdown passes. Now I do want to give credit here to. Uh, 
Lincoln's quarterback is a very talented freshman here by the name of Zamar Bray. Dude's like 6'4", 225. That was a beautiful deep ball. Uh, I, 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 mean, I mean, just right on the money, right, right into the receiver's hands. And if you do recall Lincoln last time, you still played them with a 63 to nothing win. Uh, in which the only offense they had was, front, was on the back of All-American uh, running back, Hosea Franklin out of Memphis. Now, Hosea Franklin, uh, again, did do damage. But the passing game is much improved. Now, unfortunately for Lincoln, the defense is taking a massive step, step back this whole year. I think they were allowed something like 50-some-odd points per game when you average it out. Uh, and then so, so what, what was a strength for them last time is not a weakness. So, uh, but but I was very impressed by the quarterback. But uh, it, it was it was Trayvon Craig that got beat, which surprised me. So Trayvon Craig has probably been the most consistent corner, uh, especially in a run defense and all the corner blitzes. I was surprised. That he got beat, and I have to tell you, it, it was it was it was it was bad. It, it was it was it was be 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 bad. Uh, but the extra point would, however, would be 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 blocked. If you recall last week, uh, Lincoln had an extra point blocked against Northeastern State that cost him the game. And over time, they fell at home to Northeastern State, forty nine to forty eight, because of the blocked extra point on the touchdown uh, in the first overtime. But it was blocked by via Kam Kamalo Tuafla. I hope I didn't butcher that, that that too bad. He's a guy out of uh, out of Poto, I believe, that I'm very high on there. He also made some, made some tackles today. But he would indeed block the extra point, making a 14 to 6, 602 to go in the quarter. Then the last big note of the quarter is uh, set up by a big catch and run by Charles Moore. It was a name I have not mentioned much this season. Uh, I did ask Coach about that, as you will hear from him about uh, Josh Moore here. Uh, so it was good to see him going, going, going today. But uh, Tucker Tucker Pauly would score a touchdown on a four-yard run, came off a five-play drive, making twenty-one to six at the end of the first quarter. Uh, then in the second quarter, uh, the scoring got, got started fairly early because Isha was driving before the end of the first quarter. Uh, Keith will find Andrew Kilo, the uh, Kansas transferred H back for his first UCL touchdown in 28-6, lead 14-32. In the second quarter, is set up by a face mask on Peyton Scott and took the match helmet off. Uh, very, very brutal. Face mess. Then on the ensuing drive, uh, Jose Franklin again, just a stud running back. Uh, one of the few plays on the day where defensive line really got lost out of the play was a 55 yard touchdown run. They would go for two and get the two. Uh, six plays, 75 yard drive, making it a 28 to 14 game. 2.30 to go in the, in the second quarter. UCL Wood would, however, respond with a eight-play drive ending in a 26-yard Covetto field goal. Uh, and then the following drive, UCL would turn the ball over over on downs to Farm Brown on, on the fourth and one. Probably the best play of the Lincoln defensive line of the whole game. Uh, fire off the ball there, really got, got a no push from the offensive line. Uh, however, like three plays later, uh, UCL would force a turnover there. Again, the quarterback, Mr. Uh, Break, would, uh, would, would had, a, had a first down on the scramble. However, he got, he got hit. I'm not sure who hit him, but it was recovered by Dylan Buckheit at the UCL 37 yard line. That would result in a Six-play drive that ended in a 45-yard field goal, which I believe is his, like, a yard short of his career long. I believe his career long, he hit a 45 or 46. 
but uh, 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 would, would make, make the field goal, give UCLA a 34-14 lead heading into the half. UCLA would open, open the half, taking the opening drive, 60 yards in four plays, capped off by a beastly run by freshman running back Jace Gardner of 25 yards. Uh, broke several tackles on that. Again, we have not seen Jace Gardner run. Uh, you are missing out on a true treat here because this man it, 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 it is, is a dominant runner. Granted, all running backs are good. But if, if you're a fan of tough, hard-nosed running, uh, Jace Gardner is the man for you. Made it 41 to 14, 13 07 to go in the third quarter. On the following drive, UCO would break out a, a, a play here that was the Johnny Bazell slash Sabor Daniel special in 2019. Uh, I believe it was, it was Keats threw the ball to Josh Moore, who then stopped and threw the ball to wide open Marquise King for a 57-yard touchdown pass there, kept up a four-play, 75-yard drive, making it 48-14, 9.33 to go in the quarter. Then Lincoln will score again on a second deep touchdown pass. Now, now, now this one wasn't necessarily on Dante's Fagan. The man did trip over the receiver's feet because he was step for step. So I would give him that. But it was a 74-yard touchdown pass there. Uh, it went, it went, it went, uh, the extra point would be blocked yet again, this time by defensive tackle Joseph Rock. But get a 48 to 20, 851 to go in the third. However, UCO will respond on the next drive, set up by a 43 yards to farm Brown run on the third down. Uh, broke several tackles, almost had had a had touchdown, but the defensive battle was able to guide him towards the sideline. Got a got a questionable spot, but however, Peyton Scott will score on the next play on eight-yard run. Uh Broke broke free of a of a tough uh, ankle ankle single tackle, making it fifty five to twenty, seven nineteen to go in the third. Then to end the quarter with forty seconds left, Stephon Brown scored his third rushing touchdown of the day for one yard out, cutting off a ten play, sixty one yard drive, making it uh, sixty two to twenty, heading into the fourth. Then in the fourth, uh, aided by a Reverend Pastor call on was Robert Fuentes, I do believe. Lincoln was scored a final touchdown of the game. Uh, with, with on and, and uh, get a two point conversion there on a one yard run by backup running back Toby Hicks, uh, making it 28 to 62, 12 04. Last TD of the game came from former walk-on Drake Parker, who I believe got a scholarship the, 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 the week of the Missouri Southern game, I think. I think he got his first carry then. Uh, but he did get them seven, seven, uh, seven, seven carries all on the last couple of drives. He would find the end zone for his first career touchdown, one yard out, and then true freshman Kicker Nicky Covado, the brother of Alex Covado, would hit the extra point uh, at the uh, making the six six nine twenty eight. That ended up being the final score. Uh, looking at some of the numbers here uh, on the day's game, uh, we got For UCO offensively here, 28 first downs, 339 yards rushing on 55 carries, 6.2 yards a carry, seven touchdowns again, offensive line. Uh, Coach, Coach, Coach Green, the running backs, uh, Coach O, excellent job there. Uh, they played three running backs, pretty much the whole game. Tucker Pauly, Peyton Scott and Jace Gardner, and I'm telling you, the drop-off was non-existent. So I'm going to give Coach O there uh, his unit. Because if, if you if you listen to the Coach O special, you would you would know how how high Coach uh, is 
on his offensive running back unit. So uh, I'm glad that they were able to, to get, get some shine there. A passing the ball, 251 yards, two touchdowns on the day, 590 yards on 76 plays, which is 21 more than Lincoln ran. So again, the ball control was excellent. Uh, then we're looking here. You see on six and nine on third downs, which is which is excellent. Uh, all one on fourth, eight and eight in the red zone, which, which is beautiful. Only one of them resulted in in a field goal attempt, which which is also good. And not one sack on the day. Got three points off turnovers. Then for Lincoln, eighteen first downs. 236 yards rushing on 32 carries, 7.4 yards carry. Now, that's misleading to me, okay, because there were several runs that did not go anywhere. It's just there was a few big runs that you average it out, you get 7.4 yards carry. It was going like that fool you because there were several runs that were stopped in the backfield, plus there were some scrambles out there too. Uh, when UCO was in was was in covered and the quarterback was able to get 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 some get some yards, but it wasn't like Lincoln was just lining up, running it for seven point four yards a carry nearly every play. That did not happen. So I was going to go ahead and clarify that. Uh, through the air, uh, had one hundred and eighty one yards with two touchdowns, four hundred and seventeen yards offense on fifty five plays. Again, there was two big touchdown plays there. And the big run play was account for pretty much uh, the majority of those. So, uh, again, keep that uh, in mind. There were two and nine on third down, which is excellent. Over two on fourth down, which is excellent. And there were one on one in the red zone, one touchdown. And over two on PATs with two blocks. So, again, uh, solid, solid game. Looking at the, the numbers here, passing the ball, uh, Keith Calhoun uh, in his second start of the season, who started in the, the North North Missouri game, 11-13, 143, one touchdown long of 40-45. Uh, then on the uh, Stephon Brown, 4-7 for 51 long of 23. Johnson Moore, 101, 57, one touchdown long of 57. I'm gonna go ahead here and here's what coach had to say his his rough early thoughts on his quarterback performances in today's I think they both played well. Um I don't I haven't you know, obviously that's just off the cuff. I think they played well. I think you know they both protected the football. Um now I don't know what they were. I don't it, it seemed to me like we there weren't a lot of balls on the ground. I think both of them both of them completed the majority of the throws that they had and I thought they did a really good job, and nothing today really was a bunch of it wasn't a bunch of short and wide RPO stuff. It was, you know, we, we had some stuff where we put it down the football field. So I was proud of them. Uh, so I, I was very pleased with Keats. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with Keats here, I rarely puts the ball in harm's way. There was one play. Uh, they 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 sent a delayed blitz. It came in the clean, and he, I don't know. He was trying to throw uh, throw the ball out of bounds. And he couldn't get enough on it to make it to the sideline, but it was nearly picked off. But outside, outside of that, it was a flawless game for Keats. I will say, Mr. Fall was in there because they rotated a lot. The offense did stall. I think a, a couple of field goal drives was when Mr. Fall was in there. Uh, so I didn't notice that. Uh, so that's something just to keep a, keep an eye on there. Running the ball, you have Jason Gardner, 13 carries, 88 yards, one touchdown, long of 25, average 6.8 yards carry. Peyton Scott, 12 carries, 87 yards, one touchdown, long of 28, 7.2 yards carry. Stephon Brown, 12 carries, 84 yards, three touchdowns, long of 43, average of 7 yards carry. Tucker Pauly, 10 carries, 61 yards, one touchdown, six along a 16, 61 yards a carry. And Drake Parker, seven carries, 21 yards, one touchdown, long at a three, three, uh, three yards carry. So that, that's not bad. Only one negative run in the whole game. 
uh, again, very evil split there in the carriers between Jace, Peyton, Stephon, and Tucker. So, again, I want to give a shout-out to Coach Owen and Coach Green on the offensive line. Offensive line also did not allow a sack. Uh, so, so, again, I, I'm, I'm glad they're hopeful to get some confidence moving forward because they face a, a, a improved Northeastern State front there on Thursday. So I am glad that we were able to get that fixed. Uh, in the receiving game, Marquise King, uh, four catches, 105 yards, uh, one touchdown long of 57. Josh Moore, four catches, 69 yards, long of 45. Uh, Andrew Kilo, two catches, 17 yards, one touchdown long of 12. Dante McGee, two catches, 13 yards along a seven. Jalen T, I believe the freshman out of Booker T, uh, one catch, 23 yards. Quinton Lewis, I mean the Juco out of Midwest City, one catch, 12 yards. And Tucker Pauling, one catch, 11 yards. No, one catch, yeah, one catch, one catch 11, 11 yards. Uh, here's what Coach had to say about the game that Josh Moore had. We've, we've really worked with Josh on, on understanding what his role is, you know, being able to um, have an understanding of what coverage is and, and how he can manipulate that coverage and put himself in the best situation to be, be successful and be open. Um, you know, had a, had, a, had, a big, had a big play um, on an RPO. Um, Keats did a really good job of delivering that football. You know, uh, Jalen Teague had a really good uh, play on the same type, type of football play later in the game. So. Um, those guys have done a really good job, but Josh, Josh is an explosive kid and, and, and has really put himself in a good spot. The defensively tackle Hunter Large again, just a great game. Led the way, six tackles, one sack, one TFL. I, I'm telling you, this is the first time I really saw what I saw on that on this high school film of the, the quick get off and the violence there. You really saw it in this uh, in, in, in this ball game. There's a man here, uh, six six one, three forty five. I do I do believe extremely quick for a a, a nose guard violent at the point of attack here. Is someone that has a very bright bright future. Uh, Dylan Buck height six tackles, one from the recovery. Zane Adams, four tackles, one quarterback hurry. Another guy that had a really solid ball game there. Uh, a very athletic big man out of Haskell. Uh, Montre Huval, four tackles, one TFL, two breakups. Uh, was very solid in coverage. Probably the best game all year in coverage. Uh, Jason Harris, three tackles. Joseph Rock, three tackles, one kick block. Daniel Bauman, three tackles, one TFL, one for Okay, so he forced the fumble, which is good because Daniel had a very rough stretch of games. You recall, uh, he was hurt in the season opener on that final play. Uh, and he's kind of had some up and down play. He did not start a game as Lincoln, but he did come in there. I'm just saying, he did have a, have a, have a, Make some make some plays. So I'm interested to see there what happens next week with him. Uh, Mike Pope three tackles, Elijah Wright three tackles, uh, Vikamala two four two tackles one 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 block, two TFLs and a forced fumble again. This 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 is this is the guy the film in high school of him and Poto. Uh, was absolutely immaculate. And again, we saw flashes to damage, kind of kind of buried there on the depth chart side. But uh, this is a guy, when he came in there, uh, pushed the pockets, you know, uh, was, was really tough to move in the, in the run game as he saw him in two TFLs and a fourth fumble and a kick block. Really made a great impact there in two levels of the ball game. So uh, I'm interested to see how he will be using moving, moving forward. Bryce Reed, two tackles. Raekwon Wicks, two tackles. Noah West, two tackles. Kobe Stevens, one tackle. Darius Hawkins, one tackle. Peyton Stout, one tackle. Almost blocked two more punts. If you recall, he did have a, have, have a punt uh, blocked when they played Lincoln last time. 
Trayvon Craig, one tackle. Jonathan Mosley, one tackle. John Smith, the fourth, one tackle. Drake Parker, one tackle. Derek Shaw, one tackle. Robert Fuentes, one tackle, one quarterback. Hurry. Marshall Washington, one tackle. Malik Gray, Tennessee transfer, two breakups. Uh, so again, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, in Lincoln, right? This is a game. It's supposed to win. Uh, I was glad that, that they came out there firing, uh, came out the gate strong there, and you know, forced them off from the muff punt. Two, two quick, quick, quick touchdowns there. Then, to Lincoln's credit, they uh, did respond, but UCO was not flustered. They, they responded with two more touchdown drives and, and was, was able to answer Lincoln at uh, every, 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 every chance they got. Uh, so again, it was a great win. Uh, I I think that this 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 is a must needed win because obviously it stops a a three game skid uh, again in which you had the, the the tough loss to Missouri Southern and then you had a very good defensive outing against Northwest North Missouri State. Yeah, I know the final score looked look was bad. I watched that the whole game. It was almost a 7-0 game at the half, but what North Missouri had a, had a, had a Hail Mary. Uh, it, it was tipped into the Steelers' hands. But I thought that the defense in that in that in that, in that game uh, really that really showed me a lot. Because they had a very good ball club that they held to nearly one touchdown in the first half. And they had about three, three or three or four sacks in that game. Uh, they had they had a red zone pick by it was Buck Hype. Shout out to uh, Dustin Landry there because his unit this season at times has carried his team. And so I was glad to see the offense today really pick it up there and put the ball in the end zone time and time and time again. Uh, so turning our attention now to Thursday's opponent, which is the 2 and 3 Northeastern State Riverhawks. Now that automatically tells you right there that the two and three is two more wins than they've had in the past for three years. So this is an improved ball club on second-year coach JJ Eckerdere coming off a 41-10 loss on homecoming to winless Central Missouri, which is surprising because that is a very good program that, uh, down there in Warrensburg that is now one in four on the season. I'm looking at that game. Northeastern State had 19 first, uh, yeah, 19 first downs, 34 yards rushing, at 1.4 yards carry, 318 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, 352 total yards of offense on 57 plays. Uh, then on third down, they were 2 of 10, over 2 on fourth, 2 of 4 in the red zone, sacked one time. For Central Missouri, 31st down, 164 yards rushing at 3.8 yards carry, 105 yards, uh, 405 yards passing, 5 passing touchdowns, only 7 incompletions. 569 yards of offense on 78 plays. They were 9 of 14 on third down, 3 of 4th, 3 of 4 on 4th, 3 of 5 in the red zone. Again, had the one sack, 3 of 5 on PATs. But looking at overall, now I compared the stats, I, I compared the season stats. All of them from last year, vaguely off memory. Now, if you recall, if you go back to the Emporia, the, the Emporia recap, uh, 2019 season finale, I, I, I was looking, I went back and I saw Moody State lost that, lost another end of the season against a very good Fort Hayes team, 91 to 7. Uh, I did read off the uh, stats. They improved across the board. Now, granted, the mark was not set high. Okay, so let's not just 
Godless words here, it wasn't like the bar was ultra high. But they were showing improvements. They had two wins. They beat Lincoln last week, overtime game. Then they had a 10-point come-behind uh, come win against Missouri Southern, who actually almost upset Pitt State. Pitt State had to come back from 10 points down in that game. So Missouri Southern might actually be a better team than we had imagined. So uh, just, just, just keep it in mind. But Northeastern State, again, is an improved ball club there. Uh, and then, then are, they, are they world beaters? No, no. Because they also lost to Pitt State by like 35. And then obviously they, they, they lost this game. And they lost to, uh, I forgot, I forgot who else they lost to. But they're more competitive is what we're getting at here. More, they're more competitive here. Uh, they, they, they have some uh, young guys here stepping up now. But looking on the season, averaging 20 points a game, which is up from, I think, the nine and a half, eight, eight, eight and a half they average. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. They're averaging 122 yards a game rushing. Now, I believe they didn't even average 100. They didn't average 90 last time. I was six touchdowns, almost four yards of carry, a passing ball, two, two, 205 yards a game, which is again a, 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 a huge uptick. Uh, total offensive game, 327 yards a game, which again is a huge, is a huge uptick, 14 touchdowns. I don't know if they scored 14 TDs all of 2019. Uh, then you're looking here in terms of third down percentage, 31.2%, 44.4% on fourth down, two fumbles, lost one of them. They have nine sacks, which is already a almost double what they had last time. They only had five sacks in 11 games that have me baffled. Because even as bad as Pastors was for UCO, the fact that in six games they had nearly triple of what Oakland they had and had in eleven games, uh, to me really just sold you on how bad that defense and that whole team was. Uh, they had fourteen or twenty-one in the red zone, with thirteen of them being touchdowns. And defensively here, they're allowing thirty-eight point four. And again, it's just, it, 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 as bad as that looks, that is an improvement. Because if you recall, in the last three games of that of that season against Northwest Missouri, which they lost seven nine to nothing, a UCO which they lost eighty two to fourteen, and Fort Hayes was ninety one to seven, they allowed eighty two and a half points per game. The last three games, that's what they played. So to cut it down 38.4 is actually really good for them. Uh, rushing, they're allowing 162.4 yards a game, 10 touchdowns, 4 yards a carry. So this could be another game with the offensive line now. I would hope we'll have some confidence in, in the end in the game, the stable of bags here. Another chance to really flex their muscles out there. Uh, through the air, they're allowing 336.6 yards in the game, 17 touchdowns, only two picks. Uh, this could be a game, again, uh, Josh Moore continues his strong play. Marquise King, you know, I don't know if they have the speed to, to contain one, Marquise King. So if Keats has time back there, Okay, I, 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 we should be able to score some points. You know, I'm getting it. We should be able to score some points here. We should be able to win a lot of scrimmage, I would hope. Uh, because, again, Lincoln has some big-sized dudes out there. Okay, so it wasn't like we was playing a, 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 small, a small front. It dominated them. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that the offense, again, will have another, another, another nice game. They were allowing uh, a yard shy of 500 yards a game, 27 touchdowns. Uh, they've allowed a 46% uh, uh, third down percentage, 56.2 on uh, fourth downs. Uh, they forced five fumbles, 
Projected booth and then covered three of them. Uh, they have allowed seven sacks and they've allowed 13 trips in the red zone to end in touchdown with the other two resulting in field goals. So I thought this is a game here where once again there is, there is a chance to, to dominate in the run game, dominate time of, of a possession there. And, and really just impose their will on Oregon State for a third straight straight season. I'm looking at Northeastern State here. They're uh, the the leaders overall and the leaders in the game. Their quarterback is not Jacob Madrano. The Madrano did start early in the season for. Uh, Northeastern State. And he started last year when when they when they played at UCO. The guy out of out of Muskogee. He has since been benched by Grant Elric, who was Stroud out of out of out of, out of, out of Stroud. Uh, six one and one eighty five freshman against Southern Missouri. Twenty three of thirty five three eighteen one TD one pick. Long 57 yards, second one time on the season. 855 yards, six touchdowns, six picks, 662.5 percent inclusive percentage. Uh, much better than than Madrano was. Now again here, the the, the 66 ratio gave counterintuitive to your to, to turnover prone. So if we get a pass rush there. Uh, maybe we can we can force some turnovers. Running, running the ball. Darius Hopkins, six foot two or five. Uh, he had eight carries, thirty-two yards uh, against Central Missouri on the season. Thirty-nine carries, hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns, three point one yards carry. And then you have Keon Moore. Six foot one ninety five Juco twenty three yards on two, nine carries against Central Missouri on the season forty five carries twenty five yards with one touchdown four point six yards per carry. Uh, then out wide for them here. This is a man that I'm high on. I was high on. Last time they played, really impressed me in spite of poor quarterback play and pretty good corner play back then. That is Haskell native Mark Wheeling, 6'4", 176 pound junior, uh, has 70, seven catches for a buck of four and one touchdown and since, against Central uh, Missouri on the season, 26 catches. 356, six touchdowns, 13.6 yards of care. I believe this is the second straight 100-yard game. This is a guy that could be the X factor in the game for Northeastern State because the corners in his current state right now does not instill much confidence. We're just going to be honest here. Does not instill much confidence. And Mark Wheeler is one of the best receivers in the conference. Okay, this man is big. Man, it's physical and it's got some wheels. Okay, Mark Wheeling, I'm telling you, would start on probably every team in the league. And this is a guy, this, 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 this concerns me, especially if we go with man or we're going to go with press man. It, it, it did not end well against Lincoln. Lincoln receivers are not to the level of Mark Wheeling. So this really concerns me. So I don't know. I, I imagine Coach Landry will figure out a scheme here where that big you keep Dylan or Marshall over the top on this man. You you, you that you came with zone. But we there has to be a way to contain him. Because he 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 to me really scares me in this in this matchup because this the, the size and the skill of this man. Against all corners in this current state. Now, I know we have talent yet, right? We have talent, but it has not been harnessed yet. And so, if there was ever a game for the corners to really break out, this is the game. This, this, this is the game to do that. 
And because Mark Whelan could really do some damage. Uh, then they also have Deshaun Williams, 5'9", 175 pounds, junior. Uh, five catches, 79 yards on the season. 23 catches, 194, 8 yards catch. Then they have Malik Antoine, 6'1", 170, freshman out of Louisiana. Four catches, 76 yards on the season. 12 catches, 154, 12.8 yards carry. Then defensively for North, North, North Eastern State, the top two tacklers are defensive backs. Not something we really want. Now I'm sure Dylan, 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 Dylan I'm sure, I'm sure that Buck Hyde is high on the list for UCL as well. But Jason Legendary really want your DB to be a lean tackler. Uh, but lean tackler is Marquise Williams, 5'10", 187, 13 tackles, one breakup against Central Missouri on the season. 54 tackles, one TFL, one of their two picks, and two pass breakups. Uh, then you got Triumphant Otenergy, uh, 6'2", 183, so really good size. He had 10 tackles against Southern Missouri on the season. 38 tackles, three TFLs, one sack, one breakup. And then you have linebacker Mark Hurd, 62207 out of Kansas, Missouri, out of Kansas City, I think. Uh, eight tackles, one TFL against Southern Missouri on the season. 15 tackles, two TFL. Then the other defenders of note. We have Arkansas transfer De- Demonte Carter, six foot two forty, uh, on the season twelve tackles, three and three three and a half for loss, one and a half sacks. Then you have Blake Corn, a defensive end, Talaquah, six foot two twenty five on the season, ten tackles, three TFL, leads the team, two and a half sacks. Uh, so again, defense not that impressive. Uh, again, I, I want to say run the ball, just impose your will on them. Like four quarters, similar to how we did Lincoln. And I think you come away with again another win. Uh, but I would suspect the game would definitely be more competitive. I'd be surprised. If it ended anywhere like it did uh, last last time, uh, I kind of hope it does, though, obviously, because it's rather more to beat them, beat them down bad. But <clears throat> I, I just I just suspect more of a fight at Northeastern State. Doesn't matter, they should have, have the confidence here, having two wins uh, on the season. But uh, I'm really looking forward to that again this Thursday. I think it was a 7 o'clock kickoff, 7 or 7.30 kickoff day in Tahlequah, Dr. Martin Stadium. We're watching on the MIAA Network there. It's the first of two road games. I believe they go to now 1-4 Central Missouri the following Saturday before returning home for homecoming against Wasburn, who is having a great season so far there. Four and one on the season, three and one on the season. Uh, so again, looking forward to it. We will we, we, we will be back here, hopefully breaking down another win in the battle for President's Cup. Wrapping it up here, we're gonna go ahead and give a brief update on other usual sports happenings. Soccer is six two to one on the season. Uh, beat they beat Fort Hayes two to one on Friday. They're playing Kearney on Sunday, which is today, on the Saturday night. And they host Missouri Southern on Friday at 7, and Southern Missouri Sunday at 1. So God that support your soccer team volleyball. Head coach Edgar Merrick, 12-3 on the season. They defeated Emporia 3-0 on Friday, lost to Rossburn 3-0 on Saturday. They're home this weekend, Friday at 6 against, against Missouri Western, and Saturday at 3 against Northwest Missouri State. And the following cross country is at the Fort Hayes State Tiger Open Saturday at 9 a.m.
So again, we're back here, same time on our same floor, not same day, which is July. We'll be back here next week uh, again. Hopefully, I'll, I have more good news to bring you. Uh, but I'm really looking, looking uh, forward to it again. This was, was best case scenario Saturday. Again, a dominant win over Lincoln. Uh, this, 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 this is good. Um, got some positive vibes now. In the end of the losing streak, a lot of guys played, uh, which is which is very good. Uh, and I think the offensive line now should, should, should have some more confidence there. And again, if we defeat secondary, the defense, uh, I really believe, uh, even because even 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 without Slater and even only getting one sack today. Defensive line still forced some, some bad passes there. I think the man only 10 of, 10 of 22. So, uh, again, you know, I know uh, I, I just, the defense as, as a whole, I want to give a shout out again to Coach Landry, Coach Sanders there on the defensive line. Then in the Mac and the job this season. And then uh, I, 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 I just, I do believe that as, 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 as a matter of fact here, when we end this, I'm going to end it on Coco Beck at talking about defensive line. So uh, that unit as, as a whole has just been playing great. So hopefully that will continue Thursday night in Tahlequah. Again, I believe it's a 7 p.m. kickoff. I'm looking forward to watching that and looking forward to hopefully witnessing another win in the battle for the President's Cup. So until then, my name is Jonathan Little, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I'll talk to you all later. Yeah. Well, first of all, they're really talented kids. We're, we're a really talented group along the defensive line. and uh, Coach Sanders does a really good job with those guys. And, uh, our, our entire defense is built around being strong on the defensive line. And, um, they've, they've been productive, uh, played, played physically for the most part. You know, there's been some lapses here and there. Um, but you know, for the most part, those guys are really, really talented guys. And, uh, they're they're a, for, for an offensive coach. You know, in practice, I know how I know how talented they are. We, we work against them every day, so they uh, they've done a good job and really proud of those guys.